This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. George, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we got to share a little something behind the scenes. Two things. Number one, I am using a new software called Zencaster, and George was more than happy to say, yeah, I'll be your human guinea pig, and I'll be your first volunteer. So that's thing number one. Thing number two is we were seven minutes and 12 seconds into the first recording of this episode, and I hit some key in my recording, and it's like, okay, you're done. I'm like, what? What did I just hit? So uh, you just want to share that with you, listener. This is the second attempt, and I promise I'm not going to hit the keyboard this time. I'm just going to let it go. So, George, thank you for being my human, human guinea pig today. Thank you. I, I've, I've always wanted to be a, a, a human test subject. <laughs> and I promise we're not going to probe you or, or slice you or any way. It's just it's going to be completely plain this. So before we get started, I'm really super stoked about the topic. We're going to talk about cybersecurity. Why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? I'm George Finney. I'm the chief security officer for Southern Methodist University here in Dallas, Texas. Um, I, I've been with SMU for 18 years now. I've, I've got a law degree and I've been heading up the the, the cybersecurity program for the last uh, uh, over a decade, actually. Um, and, you know, really what I've found in my career, I'm so passionate about the, the, the human aspects of my job, right? Most people get super excited and go down into the weeds on the technology. Uh, but for me, you know, I, I think we can make the most difference. We can have the biggest impact in cybersecurity by changing the way that people think about technology. And really, it's not, a, it's not about the technology at all. I, I think it's actually about habits. Um, and, you know, in, in, I've written a book. It's called Well Aware, uh, Master the Nine Cybersecurity Habits to Protect Your Future. But, uh, you know, my elevator pitch is, is it's, it's Stephen Covey's Seven Habits for cybersecurity, right? Because I, I think if we can find and study healthy people and healthy behaviors and, and change our habits in a healthy way, uh, we can make ourselves more secure in, 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 a, in a monumental way. I love that. And I'm, I'm going to want to delve into that, your book a little bit, a little later, not to give us all uh, nine security habits, but some of them to give people to whet their appetite to go out and get your book. Uh, but here's the thing I want to talk to you about, first of all, is I'm 55 years young. And so I remember when there were no apps or internet or cell phones or, you know, satellite TV, cable. I mean, I remember those days. And, and I remember the big thing when I was growing up that, hey, when you got to be a senior, you got to go in computer lab. And I think we were using the Apple II computers at the time. And that was the big thing. Now kids are born, they're handed an iPhone, an iPad, a MacBook, and, and welcome to the world. And it's just amazing how the world has changed. And it hasn't been like over 150 years. This is like in a very short span of time. Exactly. You know, we, we I, I kind of made the assumption a few years ago when I, I started teaching here at SMU, I, you know, I kind of made the assumption that students, you know, w would just know everything, right? You know, they're, they're digital natives, that they've been using computers since they were in the womb. Um, and, you know, there, there's, it's actually a little bit of a myth. I, I think they have a fluency um, in, you know, technology in general. Uh, but when it comes to security, uh, you know, they still have trouble kind of understanding the, the, the lessons, right? They, they you know, it, because again, I think it's not about technology so much. It, it's, it's about our habits. Um, so in, in, in the book, I actually uh, talk about the, the, the story of, uh, of an, an inventor named Johan. Um, 
And, you know, I, I take you all, you know, through his, his story. He had a rogue insider that, that stole his, you know, plans and, uh, you know, worked with another company to, to, to get rid of him as the founder. And actually it's the story of Johann Gutenberg, right? It's the printing press. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's a, it's a 500 year old story. Um, and one of the most important inventions in human history. Um, but it, it, it was really, again, you know, as I've looked at both cybersecurity as well as other, you know, historical kind of cases, it's, it's, it's so much about habits. And I, I think that's actually good news because we can change habits. Um, you know, we can improve. And, and you know, I, I've looked at the stories of, of a lot of successful leaders and kind of studied them to figure out, hey, what, what was it that made them successful, whereas other people in their position, you know, might not have been uh, as, as groundbreaking. What's interesting to me is I, I think people assume that everything's private now. Uh, you know, we, we look at our phones. Oh, no one's going to see my information. And I'm an Apple guy because Apple is one of the core tenets of Apple's privacy and they encrypt everything. And I use Google, a lot of Google stuff for my business. It used to be known as Google apps for work. And then it became G suite. Now I just recently read it. Now it's, it's Google workplace. But even if you're paying for Google, they're still sniffing your stuff. And so let me ask this question. Do you think privacy is a realistic expectation in 2020? So I, I think you know we've been talk, we've been saying in this in the security space that privacy is dead for over a decade, um, and you know I, I, you know I, I, so so sure privacy privacy is dead, uh, but you ought to be getting your inheritance right. Um, <laughs> so you know, and there's a real value to privacy, right? So so Google or Facebook, all of those other companies can put a number on it. They know how much your money you're making them. And that's why they're giving you all of the free stuff that they're giving you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think being educated to know what the value of those things are. So you know what you're giving away and, and, and what you're getting back. Um, I, so, you know, to me, I think it's about making informed choices um, and, and, you know, oh, you know, cool. I, I get free email. I, I, I get to, you know, save free pictures to, to share with my family. You know, those things are good, but uh, you know, is that worth the the thousand dollars a year that I'm giving up in, in, in my privacy? Right. When I, mm-hmm. you know, when, when I just am talking in front of my Alexa or Google device and I, you know, I mentioned the word car and, and now I get a bunch of ads in my car feed. Well, you know, maybe that's helpful um, or, or, <laughs> or maybe not. Um, but, you know, I, I, again, I think it's about making, you know, informed choices and changing your settings and, uh, you know, uh, making sure you're just, uh, you know, again, well aware. So you specialize in cybersecurity for employees who are working from home because I imagine uh, at SMNU and around the world, more people are working from home. So what are some things that people can do when they're working from home to make sure that the, what they're doing is not going to compromise the integrity, the privacy of the company they're working for? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the barrier between you know your home, private life, and your corporation is, is, is gone. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's and, and it's not just the barrier between, you know, you, my, my home anymore and, and my company. It's actually, well, uh, you know, my, you know, my, my kid is online through through their school. Um, so now, you know, it's not it's not just SMU and, and my personal network. It's also the school district coming in and, and what kind of security do they have? Uh, you know, my, my wife, uh, she also is working from home. So, you know, I mean, if, if you've thought about corporate security as, you know, this this, you know, giant castle with a perimeter. Um, well, actually, um, you know, we're, we're a community, right? So, you, you know, your my spouse might work at the competitor down the street. And, and how do we how do we make sure that the security of both is right? 
um, you know, sure, there are a lot of things you can do, like two-factor or VPN or, you know, getting getting up-to-date antivirus that, that uses AI. Um, all of those things are real and great. Um, but again, if, if my kid is hopping on my computer uh, and installing apps that I don't know about, I, you know, all of those challenges are going to be, you know, pervasive when you have a, a, a remote work-from-home workforce. Mm. So what could, what can we do? What what can we do that's going to be proactive? That's going to at least the best we can do to protect ourselves. So I'll I'll, I'll jump into the one of the habits. The very very first habit um, is, is is cybersecurity literacy. Um, and you know literacy doesn't mean what you think it means. Uh, it, it so the 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 definition of literacy is really just you can recognize the words on a page. Right. So it's not that, you know, everything already. It's it's really that you, you have to have a foundation. Um, you have to have a safe environment where you feel like you, you can learn, because we know that with, with you know, security is really scary. People get afraid um, and they shut down. So, you know, if the first, you know, you have to feel safe. Um and second, you know, again, when I look at habits, I, I've actually started to think about cybersecurity advice in terms of recipes. Mm. Uh, so, you know, typically, you know, what, what, what do we tell you? We tell you, uh, you know, don't write your password down on a post-it note. Um, so, you know, that's interesting advice. It's not necessarily helpful. We know that people don't follow it. Um, so instead, what I want to give you is a recipe. So, you know, there are three parts to a habit recipe. There's a, a prompt. Um, there's, the ha- there's the behavior itself. And then you want a reward to make that, that, that habit, that new habit sticky. Um, so, you know, you're, the, you know, taking the example I gave of, of the password, if you create a new password, um, th- there's a prompt for you, right? You know, so you might be going to a new website for the first time. You might need to change an old password. Um, your new behavior is the new, you know, you know, okay, well, I'm going to make a, a 15 character long password. Um, and then, you know, you need to celebrate that success, right? You need to, you know, play a little bit of air guitar, or give yourself a, an, an air high five, right? <laughs> and, and, and so that, you know, again, when, when you, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, BJ Fogg's tiny habits. Um, and, you know, when, we, when you think about stacking habits and connecting, you know, the dots, uh, you know, building successes, right? That's how you focus, right? So focusing on one habit at a time, building those those habits step by step. So, you know, uh, uh, that that's just one example. And, uh, you know, I hesitate to to, to give too much generic advice because, you know, if, if you're a, a, a single mother with a couple of kids at home, uh, you, ha- you need different advice than a mm. CEO, than a, a, a CFO even, right? So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, everyone is, the, it knows what it is in their lives that they need to secure. And I think that's, that's the other part of literacy is, is knowing what you have, what you, what's important to you, what you need to protect, and then coming up with a plan to, to, to how you're going to do that, right? Yeah, I, I think it's important. I like how you talked about, you know, cybersecurity literacy. You can't put your head in the sand and, and go, well, you know, that, that's for other people. No, if you're online, it's your responsibility. Now, there are probably a few people out there who are totally off the grid. They don't keep their money in the banks. They, I mean, but they're probably a really small minority. The rest of us, we have to, be cybersecurity literate. Uh, prime example, my father, he's 79 years old and, you know, he's just learned the iPhone like two years ago. I taught him how to use the MacBook and he is now, I got him trained enough that when 
air quotes here, Apple calls him and says, hey, his computer's been hacked. He calls me and I said, dad, mm, yep. Apple doesn't know if you got your computer got hacked. But you know, it took me a long time because he would believe him. I said, dad, they're going to ask you for like 50 bucks and they'll unlock your computer and nothing happened, but you lost your money and they have access to your credit card. So I, I helped my dad to say, hey, if you're going to call like this, Call me first before you do anything. Say you got to, and most times if they tell him, I got to talk to my son first to hang up on him, which is a, which is a big clue when they hang up on you. Mm, but yeah. it's little things. You're absolutely right, George. A lot of people think, you know what? I, I want to know all the tips. No, sometimes it's common sense. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just stop and go, wait a minute. This sounds too good to be true. Let me, I don't understand. So let me reach out to my, my kids or someone at work like you and say, Hey, I got this phone call. I got this email. What do you think? Before you click on a link, before you say, oh, here's my credit card. It, that's exactly right. So one, one of the other habits is community, right? And, uh, you know, we come together as a species, as, as a social animal, not because, like, we actually get along very well together. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we come together for mutual protection, right? That's, that it's, it's about security. That's, that's, that's the reason. And, and so you're, you're, you're exactly right. I think that probably that's the most important habit because, you know, if, if we feel insecure, if we don't know, we have to have somebody that we can turn to, that we trust, that's going to give us good advice. That's going to help us through that. Um, and, you know, I, I think again, another one, another challenges that we face in security, you know, awareness or education is, you know, it's, it, it's hard and there's no one size fits all approach. So I, I actually like the idea of having a cybersecurity mentor or a cybersecurity coach, just like you would get, a leadership coach or a career coach or a, a wellness coach to, to help you, uh, you know, meet your goals that way. Right. I, I, I think that's that's got to be something that we do, uh, you know, moving forward. Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out my website, MrProductivity.com for the date of my next live training to get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. Let's talk about um, privacy, cybersecurity in kids, because the kids, I don't think they understand that when they get on an app, I remember a number of years ago, the age for Facebook is allegedly 13, but people would put their fake uh, birth dates in there, whatever. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, how parents can protect their kids because the kids, let's face it, they're more interested in downloading the app so they can talk to their friends. They're not interested that the company may not be a, a, a reputable company and it's going to sell their information. They just all they want to do, their end goal is to be on the cool app like I think it was Kick was a real bad app that was using people's information. So let's talk about what parents can do to protect their children. You know, I I, I would actually say, um, you know, kids kids are smart, um, and they they know that they need help. Um, so the the first thing that I recommend doing is, you know, to start that conversation, ask your kid to look at your profile online and tell you what they see. Right. That that helps maybe, you know, get the conversation started that that shows them that that, that it's safe to talk about. Um, and then they can start to internalize some of those same lessons that that they're telling you to mom and dad what to do uh, into their own lives. Um, but, you know, in, in the book, I, I actually talked to I, I got to tell the story of uh, of the Girl Scouts and how they rolled out their cybersecurity merit badge program. Oh, Wow. Um, and, and, and so, you know, I, I sat down with the CEO of the Girl Scouts and, you know, she's a former rocket scientist. Like she literally worked at JPL. <laughs> so um, she can actually say it's not rocket science. <laughs> exactly. Like she, so she knows, you know, whether, whether, what, you know, what that bar is. Right. So, 
you know, what, what she found when she started, um, you know, they, they, you know, they, they kind of revamped all their merit badges, but uh, they went and asked the girls, right? Revolutionary girls, what do you want to learn about? What new merit badges do you, do you want us to, to put together? And the very first one, right, the, the first one that they wanted to hear was cybersecurity. Because they know that there are weird people out there contacting them online. Um, they know they're getting these apps. They, you know, they have to have them now for school. Uh, you know, the, the, the average age to, to get a smartphone now, I think, is around nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the girls know. And, and so, you know, they, the, you know, the Girl Scouts, they, they, they have this concept called fearless learning. Um, they know that the girls have to be in a safe environment with with a with a safe mentor in order to kind of learn these lessons. Um, and we, I, th- I think, we need to internalize that as well. Whether you know we're teaching our kids, we we need to make sure that they feel like they're 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 safe and secure. Uh, but when we go to the office as well, we you know I, I think there's there's so much a challenge with you know security. You know, feeling like oh, I'm going to lose my job if I click a, a link, right? Um, you know, we we tend to blame the user. CEOs um, have been fired. Uh, for not getting cybersecurity right, um, and I think you know w- one of the reasons that that I that, that I talk in the in uh, the title of the book, you know, it's it's master the nine cybersecurity habits to protect your future, is that. I mean, we're working really hard to get where we are, you know, whether it's getting a degree, whether it's, you know, working at, you know, at a job, starting a company, um, you know, what, you know, what the stat is, is, you know, 60% of small businesses go out of business after a breach. Wow. So, I mean, that's, that's on the order of magnitude of a tornado hits your business, a fire, um, you know, I mean, that, that's, it's, it's an incredible risk that we, you know, kind of haven't really got our arms around. Um, and it's, a, it's extremely scary. And the, the, the scarier part for me is that, you know, I looked at the, the, the top 10 MBA programs in the country and not one of them has a cybersecurity class. Wow. Like, like not one. So, you know, we, I've seen, you know, the CEOs, you know, have had it at the top of their list for the last several years. Cybersecurity is the biggest risk, but this problem isn't going to go away. And the CEOs that, you know, are, are you know, are, are going to be coming up in the next 10 or 20 years are still going to be unprepared. Wow. That, that is mind blowing what you just said. I mean, utterly mind blowing that they're not even teaching this stuff. And we're, this is 2020. Everything is online. Everything's part of technology, cybersecurity, which wasn't even a word. <laughs> years ago we didn't even know what that word meant it wasn't even in the vocabulary now it's a very big deal and uh, it just stuns me that in 2020 people like you obviously know a lot about it and i know you know not as much as you knew but i i'm aware but i i it just shocks me that statistic you just shared with us and i hope it's changing do you know if it's changing or are the the higher education are they beginning to talk about this are they starting to talk about this in school you know, I mean, they, they are to some extent, um, you know, I, I will say I do know, you know, MBA programs that, that, that have some cybersecurity. It's, it's you know, it, it's, it's not pervasive, uh, but, but you're exactly right. Like people think of it as a technology problem, right? So that's something that the engineering students need to learn. Mm-hmm. That's not something that the business people are, are really focused on. Um, and, 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 and so as long as we continue to think about it as a technology problem, we're, we're going to approach it like we do a lot of things and we're going to make, we're going to try and make that technology so good that it's essentially foolproof. Right. And well, oh, let's, let's take a, do we really think that we can make something that's foolproof? Um, <laughs> 
so 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 no, I I think it's it's really going to take a, all of us working together as a community, and 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 so you know again whether you're a CEO, whether you're a salesperson, uh, you know if you're a dentist, okay, you know everybody's got to work together. Um, to, to, to rise the tide, right? A rising tide raises all ships. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's going to take a, a community approach. Wow. Well, something I'm really fascinated with is I've been hearing a lot about this thing called the dark web. Uh, there's advertisements and, oh, is your information sold in the dark web? And I think it's mysterious because the wording dark web, ooh, what is the dark web? So could you tell us what is the dark web? And how concerned should we be about this mysterious dark web? So I, I, let me first say, you know, the, we, we have a lot of boogeymen when it comes to security, right? Um, and and, and I, I feel like this, this is one of those things that, you know, it does. It sells a lot of product. Uh, you know, it gets people scared. And, you know, it, I, I think that's one of the things that we need to move away from as, a, as an industry is we, if we keep selling with fear, we're just going to, we're, we're perpetuating the problem, right? People can't get better when they're afraid. So, you know, uh, first let's, let's change that. Second, oh my gosh, um, you know, the dark web is, is kind of a crazy place, right? So, you know, you can buy drugs online on the dark web. Um, you know, you, you could hire a hitman uh, on the dark web. Um, you know, you, you can pay anonymously with Bitcoin. So those transactions, you know, you know, are, you know, you can, you know, kind of get away with, uh, you know, murder, literally. Um, and, you know, that's so the Silk Road, that that's one of the things that, that, that you know, got them shut down is, you know, sure, there was a lot of drugs, you know, uh, happening, uh, you know, but, you know, oh, oh when it came to uh, to, to, you know, actually killing people. Okay. Okay. Now that's, that's something that the FBI got involved in and they shut them down and, you know, they're coming back through to, to, to shut these, you know, pop-up sites down that are, uh, that, that are, you know, really kind of copying the Silk Road's business model. Um, that's what I think of when I think of the dark web. Um, I think there's a pretty broad definition out there. Um, you, you can, you can get on the internet and be anonymous. Um, you, you know, they're, they're anonymizers. So you can visit websites that maybe people don't want you to see about. Um, but there's also, you know, uh, I mean, if, if you think of the internet, like an iceberg, right. You know, the, the stuff that you see every day is probably the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, wh- whether it's news sites or social media, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that, that, that's just, hard to find because Google hasn't found it yet or it's not indexed right. Um, so, you know, that's, kind of, I guess the deep web is another name for that. R- really the dark web is okay. You know, the, you know, Iranian hackers have, you know, stolen your social security number and they're selling it to uh, a, an organized crime group in uh, Russia who then is going to print credit cards on it and sell them back to a, uh, another organized crime group in Mexico to, uh, to, 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 I mean, th- there really literally is, that kind of black market economy going on. Um, and, you know, not that you need to know everything about the, the dark web, um, but I, I think it's just a reminder um, that the internet, you know, might be, uh, you know, the, 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 the nice part of town, but it's also the, at the bad part of town at the same time. <laughs> So yeah, I, I'm thinking I don't even know how to access the dark web. I'm sure you don't go to darkweb.com, right? It's probably <laughs> you probably have to be like a hacker to get into this behind the scenes stuff. Because I would, if you told me, Mark, open up your browser and go to dark web, I would have no idea. I know how to go Google.com, but how do you go to the dark web? And so I'm assuming it's not using the same interface, right? No, no, uh, it, it really uses the same infrastructure. You, you could, you while well, you can't like just open up your browser and go there. You could all you could 
pretty easily go to Google and type in, you know, how do I get on the dark web uh, and, you know, get some free advice. You'll probably get a lot of uh, malware uh, from, from com- <laughs> you know, people advertising, for, you know, for, for newbies. But, um, you know, that you you could get on you probably take you know uh, some apps you know maybe you'll download the tor uh, browser you know maybe you'll go through some anonymizer nodes um you know m- you know how do you find the index to to where you want to go you know I, it, it, there, there's a, there's a lot there uh but it, it's also something simple enough that a 15 year old can do right wow. so uh, so it, it the, the degree of difficulty for most things on the internet is, is actually i think pretty low wow Oh, I'm not going to go there. Okay. I don't, don't want to go in the No interest on it whatsoever. And so, uh, as we come to the close here, tell us a little bit more about your book. I know it's about nine security habits to master your future. So tell us about, you know, what do you, what, what prompted you to write the book? First of all. So uh, I, I wanted to build a bridge between people like me, CISOs, um, and, and, and the rest of, uh, you know, the, the people that work, whether it's in sales, whether it's in HR, uh, whether it's in the boardroom. Um, and, you know, th- there, there are books out there that are written for those, those, those folks as a part of their, you know, professional development, whether it's, you know, uh, good to great or what got you here won't get you there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there needed to be a book on cybersecurity. And so as, as I've, you know, kind of delved more into that as a project, uh, you know, what I found is, so, you know, I, I've, I've researched a lot of psychology and neuroscience, so I don't just tell, you know, the stories of, of successful leaders. I'm kind of giving you the background on why the habits, like, what, you know, what's underlying, you know, that in, in your, uh, in, in the structure of your brain, right? So it's actually kind of, you know, an interesting nonfiction read. Um, but what I found, you know, when I was doing my research is, you know, psychology itself went through a revolution in the 50s and 60s. So up until that point, they had only ever really uh, studied people with disease, right? And there, you can only get so far studying people with disease uh, to, to, to help give advice to healthy people. Um, and so instead, what they started doing is they, they, they started studying successful people. Uh, so, so that you could emulate the, those behaviors of successful people who are happy and healthy um, in order to get happy and healthy, right? You, you can only do so much to prevent disease, uh, but, you know, uh, pre- prevention is worth an ounce of cure, right? Um, so that's exactly where we're at in cybersecurity, right? We, we, we blame people for, for getting it wrong. Uh, we, we say they should be fired. Um, and, you know, it's, it's good. We want to avoid the, the bad things that lead to breaches, uh, but that's only going to get us so far. So I think telling the stories of successful leaders out there, like the CEO of the Girl Scouts, uh, you know, like some successful, you know, CEOs of cybersecurity firms or uh, practitioners or other folks that, that have made a difference, uh, I, I think that'll help inspire you uh, and give you the context to, to bring those nine habits to life in your life. Excellent. And where can we get the book? Uh, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. You can pre-order it now. It comes out in about two weeks. Uh, it will be on Audible for folks that, that like audiobooks. I, I am one of them. Um, I've previewed the audiobook, and I, I'm 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 kind of a snob when it comes to audiobooks, but it is it is phenomenal. The narrator did an incredible job. Wow. So, where so, else can we go to find out more about you? Yeah, so uh, I've got I've got a website. I guess publishers now make you have a website when you write a book. Um, so it's it's wellawaresecurity.com. Um, you can go there. There's a free guide 
to, uh, to to kind of explain the the nine habits. Um, and you know we're we're going to be announcing a masterclass soon, so you can sign up. It'll be a free masterclass for anyone that's 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 bought the book. Uh, and yeah, there, there's more about the nine habits there, uh, and it, uh, definitely ways for for people to get in touch if if they want to reach out. I'm on Twitter, Well Aware Secure, LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, feel free to reach out. Wow. This was a very engaging conversation. I want to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. And just before we go, don't forget to register for my October 16th training, The Power and How of Routines. You can either click the link here in the show notes from this podcast episode, or you can click the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.